What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the CPA Zone, the podcast where we discuss tax strategies and accounting tips for entrepreneurs and real estate investors. My name is Ryan Pulis, and our company, The Pulis Group, offers tax planning and advisory services for entrepreneurs like you. Whether it's bookkeeping, tax planning, or CFO services that you're looking for, we've got you covered. Hi, everyone. Ryan Pulis here. This episode of the CPA Zone is brought to you by the Pulis Group. Today's episode is titled, Why is Bookkeeping Important? Operating a business without records is like driving a car with no steering wheel. Things can go off course very easily. Bookkeeping is a method of record keeping for your business. When properly organized, these records show you what's going on in your business and how profitable your business is. You don't want to be the business owner that relies on your bank balance to tell you if things are going well or not. Oh, money in the bank must equal profit. Often, these folks will wonder why they're paying taxes but have so little in the bank account and they don't really have anything there to show them what's going on. So good good bookkeeping will help you have better insight into your business and the operations. In addition to that, the IRS requires accurate records for tax purposes. So poor accounting is the number one reason small businesses lose audits. Your books are typically kept on a calendar year. This is true for most businesses. Some businesses will use what's called a fiscal year. And all that is, is a business cycle or year that ends on a date other than December 31st. For simplicity, most most taxpayers use a calendar year ending on December 31st. It's going to correspond to your personal taxes, which is much easier when reporting on a Schedule C or using any sort of pass-through entity. There are some cases where businesses will use choose a fiscal year to better align with uh, seasonality, or a lot of retail will use a January 31st year-end to account for the holiday shopping season. But by and large, most businesses stick to a calendar year. There are different types of bookkeeping systems out there. This, this can be anything from a manual system, such as just tracking on a piece of paper or in a notebook or a paper ledger, the old green sheets, if you've ever seen one, that's even before my time. Another example of a manual system would be just tracking things manually in an Excel file. Getting away from the manual systems into an electronic system, you'd be using something like a QuickBooks Online or Xero for a full double entry accounting system. So there are two types of accounting systems. Single entry systems are more basic and they record a single entry for each transaction, hence the name single entry system. So it's similar to tracking things like a check register. The, the software is going to track your transactions similar to how you track them in a check register. You're going to see a few columns with the transaction detail and the amount. Typically, these systems are going to report income and expense only. Most manual systems are single entry. If you're just inputting income and expense on an Excel sheet or writing it down on a piece of paper, that's a single entry system. There are softwares that use a single entry system, such as Quicken, not to be confused with QuickBooks, though they're both made by Intuit. Uh, there's another uh, option online called Stessa that's pretty popular. It's another single entry system. So they're going to produce a P&L for you. Typically, you're not going to get a balance sheet. Double entry system each transaction has two equal parts that are kept in balance. A debit and a credit is recorded for each transaction. So if you used cash to pay rent, you would debit rent expense and credit cash. You have a transaction that's in balance because the debits and credits are going to equal. With a double entry system, 
you can produce both an income statement, which shows revenue and expenses, and your balance sheet, which shows your assets, liabilities, and owner's equity. The double entry system basically has a built-in error checking. Because each, each transaction has to be in balance, your books will be in balance. So whether you're using a single entry or double entry system, every transaction needs to contain certain information. So you need a description of the transaction, the date of the transaction, the amount, and whom you paid or who paid you. You want to keep all your books and records and transaction details for at least three years, which is the typical IRS audit period. There's a three-year look back. Preferably, you'll keep things for six years because there are cases where the IRS can go back an additional three years. And in either case, this is three or six years before the current year. So you can keep your books on either a cash basis or accrual basis of accounting. Most small businesses report on a cash basis because it's simpler. Large businesses and certain businesses that are required to track inventory report on the accrual basis. Publicly traded companies report on the accrual basis because it's more accurate and provides a better indication of business performance. And that's because it shows when income and expense occurred. The difference between cash and accrual basis of accounting is the timing when income and expense are recognized. So at the cash basis, you recognize income when cash is received. You recognize expenses when cash is paid. Pretty straightforward. And cash in this case doesn't actually mean just paper bills. That would be included, but also checks, wires, ACH, etc. It's the, the transfer of money. So an example of cash basis transactions would be if a client pays you for services in July and you perform those services in August, you're going to record the income when it was received, which was July. On the flip side of that, if you perform the work in August, but the client doesn't pay you until September, well, that is income in September when the payment was received from the client. On the expense side, if you pay January's rent in December, you can take that expense in the month of December rather than January. And if you, on the flip side of that, if you pay your rent late, you pay January's rent in February, that's going to be reported on your books as an expense in February. Now, the accrual basis, income on the accrual basis is treated as received when it's earned. So when you perform the work, sell the goods or services, the expenses on the accrual basis are treated as incurred at the time the obligation is fixed. So an example is going to help. Let's go back to our client pays you for services in July, but you perform the work in August. So on the accrual basis, the income's recognized when earned in August, which is when you perform the work. It doesn't matter when the client pays you. So if the client pays you in July or Perhaps they pay after they pay you in September. The work was performed in August. That's when your revenue is earned or income is earned. Different from the cash basis, which sticks to when you were actually paid. Now, accrual basis expenses go back to our rent. January rent is an expense in the month of January because that's when you are using the service, the, the rent of the property or the building. It doesn't matter when you pay it. The obligation to pay is based on your use in the month of January. So if you pay in December a month early, you, you still recognize the expense in January. The same if you would pay late in February. It's going to be a January expense on the accrual basis. Cash basis is the expense is recorded when you make the payment. Now, should you hire a bookkeeper or do it yourself? This is really going to depend on your needs and time. If your bookkeeping is pretty straightforward and you have the time, then it's good practice and keeps you involved in the details of your business. So doing it yourself could be a good idea. 
However, if your time is better spent working on your own business, you probably want to hire a bookkeeper. Make sure you hire, or I'm sorry, make sure you interview multiple candidates, ask for references and really do your due diligence so you don't hire someone that doesn't know what they're doing. If you hire someone, remember, they're going to be putting together all the records for your business and sending you financial statements. So you want to make sure you get someone good that knows what they're doing. Whether you do it yourself or hire, your books need to be done. Your bookkeeping needs to be done regularly, preferably weekly. Monthly might be okay if you don't have a heavy volume of transactions and you always want your bank and credit cards, credit card accounts to be reconciled every month. You don't want to let that get behind. That reconciliation process is something that's going to help you identify errors early and will help fix 95% of bookkeeping issues on a timely basis. So that about does it for today's episode. Remember, it's important to keep accurate books and records so you understand what's going on in your business. It's also a requirement by the IRS. You can use manual or electronic bookkeeping systems. Electronics better and less prone to errors. There are single entry or double entry systems. Single entry is okay for smaller businesses with little activity, but if you want a complete set of financial statements and to really understand what's going on in your business, I advise using a double entry system, QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online, Zero, because you're going to have a lot more information compiled in a manner that makes more sense and shows you better what's going on in your, in your business. You get the P&L along with the balance sheet. Your books are kept either on the cash basis or accrual basis. Cash is simpler. Revenue and expenses are recognized when cash changes hands. Accrual basis is typically used by larger businesses and those required to use accrual basis to track inventory. So most small businesses use the cash basis. That's gonna be the most common. You can maintain your books yourself or hire a bookkeeper, but at some point, your time is gonna be better spent working on your business, and you'll likely wanna hire someone. So when you do, make sure you perform your due diligence and get someone that knows what they're doing. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you. So that about does it for this episode of the CPA Zone. Thanks for listening, and I hope you found something valuable that you can take away. We are taking on new clients, and if you'd like to work with us, then go to our website and fill out the client intake form on our contact page. This can be found at thepulisgroup.com forward slash contact. That's T-H-E-P-U-L-I-C-E-G-R-O-U-P dot com forward slash contact.